Let us pray. God, our helper, by your Holy Spirit, open our minds and lead us into your truth. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. This morning's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, verses 9b through 12. Listen for the word of the Lord. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt you shall raise up the foundation of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. The gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Listen again for the word of the Lord. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Open our hearts and minds, O oh God, by the power of your spirit, that as your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Now let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ. Amen. The sermon title this morning is... Be what you are. We certainly live in a time where identity seems more critical than ever. But Christ sets the record straight for his disciples. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 23, Jesus began his ministry and called his disciples. He called people unexpectedly out of their daily lives and told them he would make them fishers, of people. But first, they had to turn to God or repent because the, the kingdom of heaven was at hand, even though they did not know yet that the kingdom was in his reality. He set the example by preaching the good news of the kingdom to those who are physically and spiritually broken. 
He prepared them in his first, in the first of his mountain sermon series called the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, verses 1 through 12, by pronouncing end times blessings that empower his disciples to live the kingdom life, even in the face of difficulties. Last Sunday, Pastor Joanna preached about how we can live the kingdom life, even in a world that still mourns, still hungers, and where people still suffer. Jesus knew that walking in who we are can pose spiritual distractions in the mission to which we have been called. It can be easy to get caught up in our individuality. Children have a tendency to say, look at me on the tricycle, look at me go. On the trampoline, look at me bounce. On the swing set, look at me swing. Such behavior is acceptable for children. Yet many adults spend their grown-up years saying the same thing. Look at me. As Christians, we can get lost in who we are if we are not careful. So Christ reminds us that we were made to live a life that says, look at God. Jesus defined his disciples that their most significant traits were not who they were as individuals, but what they were as his disciples. Jesus jumps right in with two things humanity cannot literally live without, having or experiencing, salt and light. Verse 13 says, you are the salt of the earth. Salt or sodium chloride is a very stable compound that has many uses. We usually think of uh, common table salt and how it flavors foods or how it is used as a preservative. Before refrigeration, people use salt to prevent meat from decaying. The Jewish readers in Matthew's diverse audience would have had some additional understanding of the value of salt. Salt was cast on the burnt offering in Ezekiel 43 and 24, a part of the incense in Exodus 30 and 35. Salt was even used as a symbol and sign of a covenant of friendship in Numbers 18 and 19 and 2 Chronicles 13 and 5. The prophet Elijah used salt when performing his first miracle in 2 Kings chapters 20 and 21 to make the spring wholesome, suggesting a purifying or life-giving quality of salt. The interesting thing about salt or sodium chloride is, is that it is so stable it does not lose its saltiness. Salt is salty or there is no salt present. The point of Jesus asking the question, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored, was not about losing it, but about the disciples preserving their call and the flavor of their faith. In ancient times, and perhaps even today, there were impure salt rocks where water could wash away the sodium chloride, leaving a stone to look like salt without its saltiness. Many of you all might remember the Lay's potato chip uh, coin phrase, bet you can't eat just one. Come to find out, 
Salt, among other things, stimulates the brain's reward zones. Faith, brothers and sisters, with no salt, offers no rewards to the community in which we walk. As Jesus says at the end of verse 13, it is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. Luke 14 and 35 goes a step further and says that if salt has lost its saltiness, it is not useful for the soil or the manure pile. Jesus wanted his disciples to be authentic. Thus, they needed to retain their distinctiveness and purity while walking in faith in a decaying world. In verse 14, Jesus continues by saying, you are the light of the world. That is an interesting contrast because Jesus said of himself, I am the light of the world in John 8 and 12. To be his light required his disciples to depend on Jesus. True light cannot be hidden and his disciples were cautioned not to conceal the light of Christ. They were supposed to be the visible image of Jesus, even in the face of persecution. The trait, you are the light of the world, represented the reflection of God's presence, provision, and power that led the Israelites by the light out of Egypt to the promised land. Salt and light marked their identity. As God's children, Christ reminds us of what we are in our identity as believers so that we might witness to the world to whom the glory of God belongs. Are you salty for Christ? Does your presence in the world reflect your purpose? Is anyone even paying attention to Christians today? First and foremost, every believer is included in the conversation about what we are in Christ. Sometimes we are more comfortable with our individual praise or we want to stay to ourselves. But here, Jesus is speaking to what we are to be as the body of Christ. In verses 13 and 14, when Jesus says, you are, as in, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. It is plural and emphatic as to put his confident and loving hand on our shoulders and say, I have created you all for the mission of loving and serving me in the world. When Christ calls us, he claims us as his own and gives us a mission assignment. As his salt, we are given the power to bring healing to the sinner's heart, the broken heart, the discouraged heart, and the indifferent heart. We do this by standing fast and firm in the faith, sharing God's love for us and others, and magnifying the one who enhances our faith and life. The enhancing effect of salt should purify our faith, especially in times of Temptation, trials, disappointment, and sickness, 
when Satan can challenge our trust in Christ. We ought to be like Job when he said in chapter 1, verses 21 and 22, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The writer ends with this. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrongdoing. Job was salty for the Lord. Salt not only purifies us, but we have also been seasoned to encourage and love others in need. The saltiness in our faith keeps our testimony alive that the world needs to hear. We must not lose our saltiness, for if we do, we can lose respect and dedication to Christ. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10 speaks about a man named Demas, who was one of Paul's companions. And that verse says, For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. When we are salty for Christ, we are dedicated to God's mission, retain our distinctiveness and our savor. As Christians, our presence should reflect our purpose in the world. We all probably have a friend when they enter the room, the party gets started. That's my Christian best friend. The atmosphere gets better and the room lights up. When we live out what we are in Christ's light, we will be a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden and a lamp that gives light to all in the house. It doesn't require us to be oversaved or creepy Christians, as Christian comedian Michael Jr. put it, but to be what we are in Christ is all that is required of us. We have been equipped to carry sunlight, that's S-O-N, light, sunlight, who proclaims peace in the storms and waves in our lives. We can brighten someone's day with a word of encouragement, a loving smile, a ministry of presence, or a helping hand. As light bearers, we are not to camouflage our faith, but to set it on high so that others might see that we are a beacon of hope to those in spiritual and physical crisis. Sometimes, however, we hide the light. It might be because we are ashamed of the gospel, whether through persecution or being put down, no matter what the tension is, we must be willing to go all the way with Jesus. And when we do, it reflects how bright our light gets. One of the ways our light brightens is by reading the Bible. Reading scripture works whether you're young or old. We learn about God's story of redemption and how Christ walks with us daily, which warms our hearts and keeps our eyes fixed on Jesus. Attending church and participating in its life are other ways of charging our light for Christ.
We worship in person, over the radio and online, giving us many ways in which we can give praise to the living God and keep our wick lit in the world. And prayer, prayer reveals our reliance on God, not only by petitioning God with our thanksgiving and concerns, but listening to what the Spirit is saying to us today as a reinvigorating way of walking with Christ. Will anyone pay attention to Christians today, you or me? The answer is an emphatic yes. People are paying attention to us, especially because they know we are Christians. When the world cannot taste and see the goodness of the Lord in our witness in life, or there is no difference between the church and the world, people will not take refuge in the Lord. Don't discount your salt in light. We must remain salty and well lit so that we might give daily testimonies through what we say and the examples we set. Acts 1 and 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and if I may add, in your households, Richmond, Chesterfield, Henrico County, in all of Virginia, or wherever you may be listening or watching, and to the ends of the earth. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the world is more concerned with what we do as Christians than who we say we are. People are paying attention, and their lives might just depend on your praise. That is why Paul told us not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. If we become like the world, we lose our power, our purpose, and our privilege in Christ. To be the salt of the earth and the light of the world is for people to know and see our good works that all might glorify and praise our Father in heaven. The sun in the sky is powerful and bright, and it is almost impossible, if not painful, to look at directly. But we often find beauty and awe when we look at the moon, and the moon is only a reflection of the greater light of the sun. And so, too, when people look at us, they ought to see the greater light of Jesus. People are paying attention to us, and God is glorified when we live out what we are. Joanne and I were at a store last weekend on Cary Street. It was a, a beautiful day, and many people were outside walking and talking. Our salesperson asked, is it warm outside? We said yes. And with a big smile, she said, I love it when it's sunny and warm outside. It changes the mood. Walking in the distinctiveness and usefulness of salt and the radiance of Christ's light ought to change the mood. Preserve the faith given to us by the Spirit. Shine your light to a broken world in hopes that others 
see beyond the source of your goodness to the revelation of the dawning of a new day and a new way we are to live out here even now. Let your saltiness make the world thirsty for righteousness. Let your light shine warm with Christ's love to make hearts receptive to his presence. Know that when we live out what we are called to be, salt and light, and that in our praise, others will turn and give glory and praise to God. To God be the glory. Amen.